Before we get started, we have a quick question. Does your school have a good mentoring program for new teachers? Does it support administrators who run the program, train and support mentors in how to best help new teachers, and support new teachers by answering their questions and helping them to meet their biggest challenges? We've mentored many new teachers and we've had lots of conversations with the new teachers crying in their cars after school. That's why we created the New Teacher Navigator. We have everything that your school needs to run a successful mentoring program. It's online and very affordable. If you or someone in your school or district is interested, check out our program at inspiredtogetherlearning.com or send us an email and we'll follow up. We'd love to help you support the next generation of teachers. The future of education depends on it. And now we hope you enjoyed today's episode. When you hear the word bold, what do you think of? Does boldness have a negative or a positive connotation for you? Boldness can actually be one of your best attributes if it's used well. Today, we're examining what it means to be bold, talking about why being bold is actually a good thing, and discussing four steps you can take to build your boldness muscle. Welcome to Season 2 of the Inspired Together Teachers Podcast. We're Paula and Michelle, award-winning educators who've worked with thousands of teachers, and we know the struggles you face on a daily basis. Do you want to make a difference and still enjoy your life outside of school? Together, we can tackle the overwhelm, gain clarity, and build confidence to live the life you deserve. Are you ready to be inspired? We can't wait to explore ways to improve your work life and home life so that you can live your best life. When you hear the word bold, what emotions does it stir up for you? What images come to your mind? Most people think of boldness as that friend with a pink colored hair or that coworker who's quick to speak their mind in a meeting, or maybe that family member who asks those personal questions. But have you ever considered that boldness is so much more? And what does boldness have to do with helping you find fulfillment in your work and home life? A lot, actually. What is boldness? Yes, bold is a four-letter word, but it doesn't have to have the negative connotation of those other four-letter words. The adjectives used to describe someone who is bold are actually extremely desirable traits. Let's examine a few of the traits associated with people who take bold action or who are described as bold. People who are bold often display energy and excitement. They prioritize, are seen as strong and vivid and ready for action. Boldness traits also include confidence and courage, a belief in reaching the next level, the ability to make strong connections, to look forward with clarity, risk-taking. People who are bold have a belief in themselves. Finally, people who are bold are often perceived to be joyful and fulfilled. With a description like that, doesn't boldness seem like something we all should be striving for in our work and home lives? Sounds good to me. It is true that some definitions of the word bold include doing something that might be considered audacious, but almost all definitions of bold include language about taking a risk with confidence and courage. That is something to strive for. Notice that the definition does not say you have to be bold with every decision you make in a day. However, what would it look like for you to pick things in your work or home life that really matter to you and then take risk with confidence and courage? 
That's the kind of bold we're talking about today. In previous podcast episodes, we've quoted Brendan Burchard, and we are going to do it one more time today. He has two quotes about boldness that fit in with today's episode. First, he said, Sometimes the leap in real life is a simple change we've waited a long time to make. And then he follows that one up with, you've been waiting, be bold and go. Think about a time when you've acted with boldness at home or at work. How did it feel? Fred Joyle, author of Super Bold, stated this, in essence, boldness is simply moving from inaction to action. But that is a big move. Most people choose inaction. Most people stay in their comfort zone 24-7. It's a whole lot easier. But if you're dissatisfied with life so far and want to discover what's really possible, you're going to have to make that crucial, simple move from inaction to action. Today, we'll be talking about four simple steps you can take to build upon your boldness in your life. After hearing those characteristics of people who are bold, we're guessing you identified with some of them. You are already bold in different ways. We want to help you build upon your boldness. Before we start these four steps, it's important to set the stage. As you move toward becoming more bold in your personal and professional life, we want to offer you these few important reminders. First of all, stay true to yourself. Your bold moves are not the same as what others might see as bold. Have faith in yourself. You're more capable than you give yourself credit for. We say that a lot in these podcast episodes, but it's worth repeating here. Have courage because it will not always be easy, but important things rarely are. Remember to stay positive and look for opportunities that align with your values. Then we encourage you to be bold and jump in. Most importantly, before we start these four steps, Remember, you need to understand who you are, what is important to you, and what you want. If something aligns with what is important to you, then that is where you should venture into your boldness. We talk about this all the time because everything really does come back to this. You have to start with your values. So step one in building your boldness is start with your values. Ask yourself, what matters to me? then examine your answer. Those are the areas where you should be bold. If you believe in something enough, you will have enough courage to work toward it. If you don't believe it, your motivation and boldness will quickly fade away. I will just share an example that I had in my own life with boldness, and I haven't always considered myself a bold person, but this one was really connected to my values. I had an opportunity one time to start a national organization, the National Association of Professional Development Schools. I had long thought that when people were in teacher training and teacher education, that they needed to be trained in the classrooms, less textbook or more hands-on experiences, more working in schools. The professional development school movement was just sort of getting started at that time. And I was actually invited to be on a committee of people who wanted to start a national organization. 
my first thought was, I can't do that. Who am I to do that? I am nobody. I'm not some expert that should be starting a national organization. But I felt so strongly about it. And I'd read about it and I'd researched about it. I'd worked really hard in that direction to make that happen in the schools that I'd worked in. And something just said, yes, go do it. Even if you don't know anything about how to start a national organization. And so I did, I went and there were seven people sitting in a room. I was the only one who wasn't a dean or a college president or somebody with a title. At first, I felt horrible, like I don't belong here, that whole imposter syndrome thing. The more we got talking, the more I realized I know more about what goes on in the classroom than these guys do. I do belong here. Once I realized that and I believed in it, I was passionate about it. I could make an impact. I believed that I belonged there. We did some really great work. If someone is pushing their values on you, it's okay to say no thanks and focus your energy on what matters to you. Why? Because it's easier to be bold with something you care deeply about. When you tell that story, I can tell how deeply you cared for starting that national organization to be bold enough and put yourself out there. Imagine how different it would have been if it didn't align with your values and someone else was trying to push that on you. It would have not been fun. I would have not been passionate. I don't think I could have contributed the way that I was able to. And I don't think I would have cared in the end result either, but I was passionate about it. I could be bold. That leads right into step number two for building your boldness. Look for opportunities and then discern. Consider opportunities to be bold. Think about those opportunities that exist and maybe those that don't yet exist. Listen to that voice inside you that's been saying, I really wish, or if I could, I would. That might just be sending you in the right direction towards some opportunities. Also, sit in silence and solitude to really discern, really think and contemplate if this is the opportunity where you want to be bold. Michelle and I attended a training where the facilitator really stressed sitting in silence and solitude to think and discern. I will admit that was very difficult for me. I surround myself with noise. I am always listening to music, podcast, or an audiobook. They make up the background of my life. Sitting in silence and solitude was very difficult for me at first, but wow, did it help me. Now, if there's something I really need to discern, some decision that I really need to give thought to, I don't intentionally turn on that background soundtrack that was running my life. It is amazing how much thinking you can do, even if you just take that few minutes of silence and solitude to really think through your decisions. So if you're trying to decide what opportunities you should be bold in and you're discerning and thinking about that, we really would encourage you to sit in silence and solitude if even for a few minutes. I find that true too. My silence and solitude is in the pool because you can't hear anything and you can't be talking to people. You know, I'm swimming laps and I always think I get my best thinking done in the pool or if I'm struggling with something when I have that hour in the pool just to myself to think, I always come up with solutions. Another idea is to ask yourself, how does being bold with this opportunity feel in my head, heart and gut? We did another episode, episode 17, where we talked about IQ, EQ, and GQ, three kinds of wisdom. 
So it's not just that IQ or that head wisdom you're looking for. You're also looking for your emotional wisdom, your heart. What does your heart feel? And then there's that gut wisdom. What does it feel like in your gut? What is your gut telling you to do? Those are all great things to listen to and pay attention to. Make a plan for what boldness would look like in this opportunity. Visualize, write it down, make a mind map, do whatever works best for you to create a clear understanding of what boldness would look like, feel like, and sound like for you in this situation. That leads us right into step number three. If step number one was to look at your values, step number two was to look at the opportunities. Step three is about preparing yourself to have courageous conversations. If you are going to be bold, you have to anticipate you're going to have courageous conversations about your decisions. Author and activist Glennon Doyle says this, I see your fear and it is big. I also see your courage and it is bigger. We can do hard things. That really aligns with this because your boldness will likely spark resistance in others. It's especially true if they expect you not to be building your boldness muscles. Expect resistance from some people. Expect it so you aren't caught off guard when it happens. Consider who you expect to resist your boldness, in what way, and maybe when and how. That way you can start to prepare yourself before it happens You will have to have difficult conversations probably, but stay true to your values. Consider using those I statements when you're explaining why something really matters to you and why you're choosing to be bold in this area. You are going to have to have those courageous conversations so you can be prepared if you know they're coming. I once walked away from a job that I loved, a job I had worked hard to get. I had devoted myself to a thousand percent. I had made it. This was the dream. I was living the dream and I loved my job and I loved the people. There was something in the background in my head nagging away at me that there's supposed to be things I'm supposed to be doing other than this. I decided to walk away from that job. There were a lot of naysayers. People thought I was crazy. People told me, you're going to starve to death. You don't even have a job. How can you quit your job? I heard all the negatives. I had a lot of courageous conversations with people. I stuck to my viewpoint, but had to be prepared that people were going to not be supportive in my decision. That's so important to just recognize that not everyone is going to agree with you. And that's okay. There are things you can learn from other people's viewpoints when they're disagreeing with you. So, for example, let's say there's a para in your classroom and they don't agree with your stance on something. You can listen to their objection and you might even be able to note it in an opening argument with the next person. If one para says, I don't think that this is going to work because of scheduling, When you meet with the next pair, you might say, this is a decision we're having to make. I know you probably will have some concerns about scheduling. Here's how we're going to address that. No two people have ever agreed on everything. If you have a co-teacher, you have a para you're working with, there is no way you are always going to agree on everything. Know that that's not going to happen, and that's okay. Take what you can learn from other people's viewpoints have those courageous conversations and know that it's okay to walk away without 100% agreement. Another idea is to carefully decide who you will share things with and what you will share. You don't have to share everything with everybody. Don't share your dream project with naysayers, or as I like to call them, dream slayers. 
Sometimes it's just better not to share it with people who are just going to bring you down. For example, my family did not want me to go to college. They thought it was a waste of time. I could make good money as a file clerk. The only reason to go to college might be to be a nurse because we needed nurses and nurse was a good paying job. I finally talked my way into college with my family by telling them I was going to school to be a nurse because they would approve of that. I knew I couldn't share my dream with them at that time. So I went to college to be a nurse. And later, I had the strength to share that I wasn't going to be a nurse. Never did. Fortunately, my sister did. So I didn't have to. Now we come to step four, proactively create a plan to maintain boldness. You don't want your boldness to be a passing phase and you don't want to lose momentum. Momentum will matter to you and to others. What would support you in being bold, courageous, and confident? Will there be people who will support you or notes that you leave yourself? Do you write on the bathroom mirror so you see it every morning? If you are not naturally courageous and confident, how can you make sure that you celebrate your wins and you build a plan for continued success? How will you celebrate your successes and who can you go to in difficult times so you don't give up? What physical reminders would you need to remind you that you're going to be bold and it's aligned with your values? Maybe you could make a vision board. This podcast is a perfect example of this. When we started this podcast, we knew we were going to have to be bold and take a risk. We were both podcast listeners, but we had never created a podcast before. We were putting ourselves out there and putting ourselves out there in a really public way. We knew that we were going to need momentum to keep it going. It aligned with our values. It was a perfect opportunity. We thought about it. We discerned. We did all the steps. We also knew we were going to need momentum because we know that not all podcasts keep going. For example, at the time of this recording, there have been 4 million podcasts started. Of those 4 million, only 20% make it past 10 episodes. And of those 20% that make it past 10 episodes, only 20% of those post episodes on a weekly basis. Definitely, there's a lot of people losing momentum when they start podcasts. This is episode 25, and we've posted a new episode every single Wednesday since we started this podcast. It's not because we're better than those millions of other podcasters who haven't had 25 consecutive weekly episodes. It's because we were very intentional from the beginning about keeping our momentum. How did we do that? First of all, we have each other. We support each other. We keep building each other up. We hold each other accountable. And second, we record our stats. I have a spreadsheet where I update them so we can visually track our progress and the impact that we're making. Every time we hit a milestone, we celebrate together. When we made the list of top educational podcasts in Barbados, yep, we celebrated. When we hit our thousandth download, we absolutely celebrated. When we made the list of top podcasts in India, Michelle got an excited text from me right away when that stat was sent to us from our podcast analytics and ranking platform. It was like, Michelle, guess what? Paula loves her statistics. She also loves her spreadsheets. I always tell her, I would rather have my teeth pulled out than have to create spreadsheets. But I do love knowing the statistics and those excited texts she sends me. I'm always glad to know that. I just don't want to have to make the spreadsheet for it. 
we're watching those numbers as we move up in the educational podcasts in the United States and globally. That's motivation for us. That's what we have built in. We continue to be bold because you're listening and that's our motivation. Make sure that when you decide to be bold about something, you are building in motivation for yourself too, so you don't lose that momentum. Being bold matters. When you are living boldly, you are living closer to your values. You will have more personal fulfillment and happiness. Others will benefit from your commitment and you can make the world a better place. Is building your boldness easy? No, not always. Sometimes that's why people don't do it. It's easier to just do nothing. But if it matters to you and if it's important, you should go ahead and take the leap. Be bold. Fred Joyle, who we referenced earlier in this podcast, once wrote this. As I present people with the possibility of becoming bolder, one of the classic defense mechanisms they default to is saying, this just isn't me. From wherever you are on the boldness scale, you can choose to grow, advance, and elevate yourself to untold heights of boldness until you are super bold, summoning it whenever you choose. You'll still be that essential you, just a more wonderful version. To recap today's episode, you can be bold. Once you know what is important to you, speaking up or taking bold action can be not only rewarding, but life-fulfilling. In true teacher fashion, we end our podcast with homework. Our homework for you today is to explore one opportunity in which you can be bold. We won't be grading your homework, but we'd love to hear how it's going. So reach out to us through one of our social media channels on our website, inspiredtogetherteachers.com, or drop us an email. If you enjoy this podcast, would you please tell one friend about it? It helps us to grow our audience and helps more teachers to live an inspired life. That's all for today. Class dismissed. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on Instagram and Facebook at Inspired Together Teachers or head over to our website, inspiredtogetherteachers.com for more podcast episodes, our award-winning blog, and free guides to help you be your best. Until next time, may you be inspired in your work life and home life to live your best life.